0: Hi, guys. Today, Bruce and I sit down and discuss stubbornness and excuses and how frogs and an invalid can help illustrate how to eliminate those two things from our lives. We also talk about identifying that one person in your life who really needs you to step up for them. And we also talk about getting rid of the yeah buts from our lives, which we all have. We appreciate you. So please enjoy episode eight of the Ministry of Freedom show. Jump in. You ready? I'm ready. So, first thing is, after we've looked at everything, I'm super impressed and I'm grateful. The show kind of continues to grow. It's crazy. It is. We're on number eight, and each week there's new listeners, new viewers. So it's important to say welcome to them. My assumption is that everybody was. On episode one is still here and there's no new people and that's kind of not true and there's people that are clicking on this thing like who are these clowns and why and so if that's you then please go back and check out uh the first ones catch up on the first seven so you kind of get a feel for who we are and what what we're about remember to like subscribe and share the share part i'm gonna dive into a little bit here all right as we talked about in a prior show. So sharing to me means picking out at least one person who might be on your heart and who's destined for a better life than the one they currently have. As I was typing that out, I pause that I was just going to gloss kind of over that and say, like, just share it with somebody that could have, but destined to have a better life than the one they have now even if they might not be on the path quite yet. And I also want to share the importance of how picking out that one person, the impact that that can have. We talk about, is there one person in your life who could benefit from this show or benefit from inviting them to church or a word of encouragement? And I'll tell you how I got to this one person mindset people you and i very well know and i don't know if i've ever told you this story and if i did it's probably been a while okay so i i really want to share this with everybody i'm curious years ago so i've been free from alcohol and drugs and that mess for just over 20 years and a couple of months after i had gotten sober and i started attending church a little while after that, started to seek out a relationship with Christ, which is to me the more important than, Hey, I started going to church. They kind of go hand in hand, but, um, I talked to this friend of ours and he says, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. What's been going on? I said, well, quite a bit. You're not going to believe this. Here's kind of what I got going on. So this dude gets a little bit emotional with me. And I said, what's going on? He says, Okay, this is gonna blow your mind. He says, 10 years ago. So this is when we're in our early 20s now. Okay. T- he tells me 10 years ago, we were challenged by either a pastor or somebody to pick out one person that we think, this is This is a couple. So he says we, he and his wife, pick out one person that you're sure is never going to know Jesus, is a train wreck, is never going to be anything but a train wreck, and is the furthest person that you can imagine from ever, ever changing. Wow. We He says, my wife and I sat down and talked about it and prayed about it. We came up with you. Oh, goodness. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought I was... Kind of rough, but (laughs) so it's, (laughs) so I thought, okay, so then what? He says, we committed that day to pray. This actually gets me a little, it's a tough story for me to tell. He says, we committed that day to pray every day for our one person. Oh, wow. He says, we didn't miss a day for 10 years praying for you the furthest person away, Jim, to come to know Jesus and to walk away from that lifestyle of alcohol and drugs. That blew my mind. So that made such an impact on me that we all have one. We all, if we sit there and even if we have to go through our physical contacts on the phone, there's somebody in there that we think is the furthest away. Right and i'm not trying to overdramatize and like this podcast is going to point somebody to this <laughs> i'm not trying to to be like that but i think that there are people that can benefit from what we're trying to get done here it's not even a think i'm positive that the mission here is to help people optimize their lives go from here to there whatever that looks like i have enough experience in life that at some point we're going to say something that somebody's going to benefit from i hope so that's it's it's going to almost be inevitable <laughs> just because of the the mess right right even if it's my macaroni and cheese recipe something so i just want to encourage share it in that way find one person that on a particular episode you're like you know that person bob from work could really use this send it to bob from work And I think if we can do that, that's going to help a lot. But that story is very impactful for me because and then I've decided to do that. And I've had different people throughout the course of my last 20 years where they've been my one person for a season. and I've seen fruit from it. And it's tough. It's tough to do because it's
1: just wearing. Yeah, Like, this dude's not going to get it. But that's the idea of the one person. Yeah. And I'm looking at your show notes right now and seeing the people. That's that's pretty fantastic. Right. I thought about, hey, how do we get one or both of those people on and maybe bring
0: that up again? Definitely. And uh, and they're such good people. But you don't realize that that's the impression they had of me. And we were friends and still are. But we spent a lot of time together at that time. Mm -hmm. But they looked at me as this freaking guy. There's no way he's ever going to get it. And Wow
1: and that's saying a lot because they knew me at the time and they knew a lot of other people so i guess <laughs> right? for me to win that prize
0: <laughs> <You're right>. man <laughs> humbling so this week i'm going to talk about two of the things that i think are keeping people from living an optimized life so the need for control and that's kind of stubbornness and excuses so what i'm going to do is make a great attempt here to use some old testament stuff and some new testament stuff to illustrate these things. So, let's take a minute to talk about the difference between the old and new testaments because as I listen as I'm as we're doing these shows, I don't know the bible experience that the listeners have. Cuz I know that 20 years ago, I'd never picked up a Bible and didn't know the difference between the left side of the book and the right side of the book and Old Testament, New Testament. First time I picked up a Bible, I started reading like the New Testament. First page. Oh, no, you no, did? I, I started in the New Testament. I, I didn't know. know that. Yeah. So I remember- It had call-
1: the word new in it? So that's what you- Yeah. I thought, well, why would I go there? The <laughs> new one, I'm like, just going to start with the new one. I got to change my story. I've told everybody you started at page one. No, nope. Whenever I talk about it. No, nope. I didn't know that. Okay. Here's that makes how sense. it happened. So I remember I
0: called up oh, this that guy. That
1: first bit is, it's just all of the lineage. <laughs>
0: Dude, I, so I called this guy and I'm like, okay, man. I said, so he says, hello. I said, Hey where do you buy bibles he says what i go a bible dude where do you find them he says the bookstore <laughs> right. i said bookstore <laughs> right and i said now if i go get one what kind and like how do you start it and he says maybe start in the new testament i said okay oh, got okay it. so i go to the bookstore at the at the new mall. <laughs> Not even kidding. There was a Barnes and Nobles there. Yep. So I go and I buy a Bible and I go home and I'm like, okay, New Testament. So I start and, I, and I'm i into it, right? I'm committed. I'm fired up and I'm going to read this thing. Yep. So I start reading. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, I, I read. So I'm through the first four gospels. Okay. So then I'm done. I take a breath. And for I, new
1: people, though, that's the, kind of the most interesting part of the Bible for a new person it because it's a story because right. it's a story. It's, it's
0: very it's a narrative and yeah. I'm into it. Yep. And it's new to me. I'm like, this is this is interesting. But part of me is getting a little bit pissed off. Oh, and I call the same dude and I said, so, man, I got the Bible and I've read a lot of it and all it's doing is repeating itself (laughs) (laughs) i said these are pretty well the same stories and what are we doing (laughs) he says okay those are gospels and it's (laughs) these guys' account of jesus and his ministry and his and that's so that's gonna happen that's okay so it's gonna change he says "It, it is you know stick with it and And so I I say that, not in jest, but to be like, look, everybody starts somewhere. And there's people that have no, they don't know anything about the Bible and people probably listening and watching that don't really want to. Also, okay, they're still welcome. But so the Old Testament is before Jesus, way back in the day. And the New Testament is the story of Jesus and moving forward. So that's kind of the difference. Went over some of the basics. That's kind of Bible basics from... For me. That's fantastic. Now you, and the audience won't know this, but I'm going to roll you under the bus, have way more Bible knowledge than me, have been in it. Way more years than me from a youth, and don't like to show it off, but are way knowledgeable about it. Pretty true.
1: Yeah, I was. I literally had to edit myself. I, I almost asked. I almost asked the question. So when you got to Acts and Romans, would you think? There you go. I figured that was a little you bit even too know much. The order of them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because right? Right. it was. I, I had. I mean, I. I had to memorize every single book in order and and recite it okay. as a as a kid. Yeah. Do you know who wrote the book of Acts? Um, Peter?
0: No, Luke. So he's kind of got two Gospels in there. And I did not know. Maybe I knew that. I really hope I'm right about that. And if we research that and find (laughs) that I've totally butchered it, there's going to be a real choppy edit on this show.
1: (laughs) Nope. We're going to leave it in because we're going to look it up right now. All right. (laughs) I'm going to continue while
0: you're doing that. Cool. Yep. All right. So starting with the Old Testament, story that we want to talk about. Look on the screen. Yeah, he, so he did. Yep. Nice. Saint Luke. I forget that that people put saint in front of these Yeah. Is that Catholic
1: thing? I think so, yeah. Okay. Maybe Lutheran, too. The Lutherans? Yeah, I mean, come we on. We don't man. know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why did I ask that question? Right. We um, don't know. So, okay. Now, I also
0: since I kind of threw you under the bus about all your Bible knowledge, I need you to jump in and be like, eh, if I'm butchering this, because a lot of this is kind of like, okay, this is on my heart. And this is what I think happened. And I can convince myself. So I'm going to go back to Pharaoh. Okay. So we're in the book of Exodus. And so it's okay. Moses has been kind of chosen by God and he's going to be the, the kind of the mouthpiece and he's going to set help set the Israelites free from captivity in Egypt and the, right. I'm kind of on the right path here. Okay. So Pharaoh's kept the Israelites captive and all these plagues have been sent upon Pharaoh and and his people. Yes. And there's a bunch of them. And the one that I, that jumps out to me is the one of the, so the plague of the frogs. Okay. Which is, it's, you're like, what? So I dive into this and it's fun to go. There's so much information out there that's beyond the Bible and, you know, it's it's fun to go do the deep dives on this stuff. So apparently this plague of the frogs, all these dead frogs, knee deep in places, just decaying, yeah. dead, stinking. Imagine trying to wade your way through stinking flies everywhere, frogs and frog guts. And I'm like, oh, my God, that seems horrendous. So Pharaoh, he finally had it. He's done with the frogs. So he gets That's where we're going to pick up the scripture reference. So Exodus 8, 8 through 11. we're in the message translation, which is a real good storytelling translation. It reads, so this is Pharaoh. He's getting, he's sick of it. So Pharaoh called in Moses and Aaron. So Aaron's Moses's brother and said, pray to God to get rid of these frogs. I'll release the people so they can go make their sacrifices and worship God. So Pharaoh's had it. Look, pray, get rid of these frogs. You can have your people. I'm done with this. Moses says to Pharaoh, certainly set the time. When do you want the frogs out of here? Away from your servants and your people and out of your houses. You'll be rid of the frogs other than the ones that naturally live in the Nile. So he says, okay, you've done what we asked. You said you're going to set the captives free. When do you want this to end? Pharaoh's response, make it tomorrow. (laughs) Moses says, okay, tomorrow it is. Tomorrow. <laughs> the first time I heard that story was it was given at church and the pastor's up there telling the story. So I'm kind of into it because I knew nothing about it. I'm like, yeah, this is interesting. What are these frogs? This is crazy. So the pastor says, now, everyone, what do you think the answer was when Pharaoh was asked, when do you want this mess gone? And so I'm like, um, how? Of course he answered now, right? No, he says tomorrow. not that nuts? Uh, kinda, yeah. Tomorrow, because they could be gone. So you're you're knee deep in frog guts. Yeah. And someone says, "You're sick. I'm sick of it. Get rid of these." When? Freaking now, dude. Get rid of them now. Is it? <laughs> that'd be what you'd say. Yeah. Unless or yesterday. <laughs> yeah, unless you're so freaking married to control and stubbornness. Oh. Yep. How about tomorrow? Because I'm still in charge. Do you feel in charge? <laughs> Think of it this way. Do we do stuff like that? Nuts. How about New Year's resolutions? Today is, so we're early December as we're recording this. New Year's resolutions right around the corner. There's a people with a lot of frogs in their lives, Right. So maybe what? Let's use smoking. That's okay. that's one that you know
1: everybody's trying. You know, right? Cause it's
0: so because yeah. a lot even a lot of people that are that are kind of casual drinkers don't really realize that might be a detriment to them. I have no desire to quit that. Most people that smoke, they have some semblance of a desire to not smoke, right? Yeah, unless the, the freaking extreme ones. I didn't. I wanted to keep smoking, but uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of people that love it, right? But there are a lot of people that are like, you know what. January 1st, I'm done. So I can imagine like, they're like, they can hardly walk up steps or coughing up phlegm. They stink all the time. Like, oh, you've been around. I mean, I I freaking hate smoking. Yep. I really want to be done with this. I want to, I want this addiction of smoking out of my life. Awesome. When do you want that to be done? How about in a month? What? Control, stubbornness. Why are we delaying that stuff? Why are we wasting all of these days living a less than life in quotes, a less than life? Pharaoh and his people were living a less than life. Yeah. Because of the frogs and there's all the other plagues and stuff, but we're specifically talking about the frogs. So there's takeaways from the story that I think apply to us. Don't let stubbornness keep you from making decisive moves and eliminating life's frogs. It is stubbornness, right? I think so. Yeah,
1: it's got to be. Don't you, cause don't you need to feel in charge? Yeah. Um, for, you know, it's, it's... I mean, it's, it's got to be stubbornness.
0: When's the best time to get rid of the frogs in your life? And by frogs, we mean... not 20 not, years ago. Right. I'm not anti-frog. But <laughs> the frogs, from, for what the story says, is things that we know, right. you're, you're, they got to go. You know they've got to go. This is unsustainable. You can't live in these frogs. They have to go. So if you know that about something in your life, isn't the right answer now? Yes. Pharaoh made a choice to continue in his stubbornness. So it hurt him and it made his life far from optimal. His behavior though, it hurt tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of other people who look to him as a leader in their lives because he forgets they're walking around in frogs too because of his stubbornness. This isn't just, hey, Pharaoh's in frogs. Mm-hmm. So there's people in his life, due to his stubbornness, his need for this perceived control, he's affecting their lives in in a very detrimental way. We're all leaders. Everybody watching and listening is a leader in some capacity. You don't have to own a business or everybody's a leader. Somebody's looking to you for something. How we live and the choices we make, they affect our friends, families, partners, acquaintances, Directly. So we need to take those things seriously. I had another thought about the Pharaoh story and I, so I jumped ahead to the same chapter. So it's chapter eight in verse 15. But when Pharaoh saw that he had some breathing room, so the frogs are gone because he made the deal, right? Yep. So tomorrow came and the frogs were gone. When Pharaoh saw that he had some breathing room, he got stubborn again and wouldn't listen to Moses and Aaron, just as God had said, that is pretty typical behavior. Mm-hmm. We're desperate. We need a change. I got, I'm going to stop this behavior. It's, it's the guy that gets the DUI. I I'm done drinking. You know, I'm going to get through this and I got to do my week in jail or whatever. I'm going to lose my license. I'm, d- I'm done drinking. Then a little bit of time goes by, gets some breathing room and had his AA card signed a couple times and he's done with his probation or whatever. Gets some breathing room, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. One won't hurt. It's no big deal. Right? I've been so good. I've
1: deser- I deserve this. Yeah.
0: We tell ourselves, I'm done with, and fill in the blank. Yep. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm done with, I'm done with smoking. I'm done with overeating. I'm done with the fast food every night. I'm done all, I'm done with blank. Then time passes, we get the breathing room, we get comfortable and we revert back to the same destructive things that are keeping us in the same place in life. Our advancement has stopped. We need to be challenged to not be mm-hmm. like this. We need to get, when the frogs are gone, there's gonna be a time where we forget how sucky it was being with the frogs and we're gonna let up. We, we just can't, we can't do it. When there's breathing room, don't go back to that same destructive behavior. Grab the man's Bible here. All right. I made a note and it's probably saying the same thing, but my note that I wrote to myself this morning was when things improve, we have tendencies to go back to destructive behaviors So when we're desperate is when we realize the need for the changes in life, the things that need to be pruned or the things that need to be added. But once we get to a place where we're no longer desperate, we return to the vomit, so to speak. And then the pattern repeats Mm -hmm. and it happens again. Everybody gets rid of a frog for the last time once. People quit drinking 50 times Mm -hmm. or more. I quit drinking a hundred times for a week, two weeks. I remember because sometimes, you know, you get the flu or something Mm -hmm. and you're just, you know, you can't leave the house for a week and you're sick and it's coming out of both ends. And people are, how are you doing? Well, I haven't drank in a week. Congratulations. You're you're home laid up with the flu. But what happens as soon as that flu bug goes away? Mm -hmm. We're right back to the same destructive thing. Hey, I quit drinking. Did you? I had many times I'd gone 30 days, but then returned to it. Yep, me too. But when I was really done, I've only been really done once. I'm still on that 20 years plus, but everybody will walk away from destructive behaviors for the final time once. Why not have it be sooner than later? Why not try to optimize life now? Why are we waiting? Why are we putting off the frogs In five years, I'm gonna go do something that's gonna bring my heart alive. Why? (laughs) But, there's yeah buts, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: but. Well, have you heard, uh, uh, there's a a, a new trend, as they say, going on, of the uh, one day versus, or one day or day one. Dang. Have you heard that? No. So, yeah, I'm gonna gonna play you this real quick. Okay. One day or day one. One day or day one. Uh, I'll do it one day. Okay. That's up to you. Or day one. The quote goes like this.
0: (laughs) Why are his teeth so white? (laughs) What's going on with the rock, man? (laughs) It's the color grading. I mean... Yeah, I smell what he's cooking. Right there, um, we go. Right, yes, that, that's really good. I like that. So, thank you for for
1: showing us that. Uh, believe what's it or it not, that came you? on my feed today. No, yeah, what's this it morning. mean to you? Um, what's it mean to me is uh, I love the whole one day or day one, and uh, so um, are we starting today. Yeah, or are we putting it off?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. One day.
1: Yeah, or it could we could start or today, today, day one. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, but man, those yeah, but... Yeah, I've got millions. It's not them. lined up perfectly, though. Soon as these other things are in line, then I'm going to do it. You don't understand, okay? <laughs> There's a commentary from the Man's Bible that about this story that's really good, so I thought it's worth sharing. We must be careful to persevere to the end, not getting complacent and overconfident when things go well. We must realize our constant need for God, or we're doomed to failure in the long-term process toward a life of freedom. So that's stubbornness. Control, stubbornness. Yeah. We can agree bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so. I like that. We must realize our constant need for God. And we were talking about that earlier. Uh, There's uh, so many people out there that are saying, uh, that they don't believe in the existence of God. And when you really, when you really pull back the layers on that, they're saying that they don't believe in the existence of somebody's definition of God that has talked to them and previously, yeah. because they'll also follow it up with karma or the universe, yeah. or we came from nothing and we go back to nothing. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, that, that's still this, it's still a constant something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Everybody has that constant need. Otherwise they, they wouldn't be replacing the word with a different word. Yeah. If there wasn't,
0: if, if God wasn't real, why the emptiness inside of us as we're searching for something to fill, what we're not agreeing is real. We're, everybody's oh, got that. And that you're right. There's, well, I'm searching. I don't need God. I'm searching for blank. Why do you have a need then? Why are we all I think everybody has that inherent emptiness in them that is trying to be filled, and for me, I've tried to fill it with everything. I went through the whole list. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this has got well, to work. Well, this will work. Well, once I get this, or once I get this or this girl, or this drink or this drug or this what? Nope. Now it doesn't mean that once you accept God into your life, that all of a sudden, hey, I'm not empty anymore. Right. Every day's awesome. And people that claim to be Christians are never going to hurt you or piss you off. (laughs) Because you're part of the club. Yeah. Careful. (laughs) Ready to jump into the right side of the Bible? Okay. Okay. We're going New Testament now. Gospel of John. Chapter five, same translation from the message, uh, starting at the beginning, verse um, verse one of chapter five. So set up the story a little bit. Jesus is hanging out in Jerusalem with his people, his 12. Okay. right, Doing his thing. His gang. Yeah. He's got his gang with him. So they're hanging his entourage. out. Yeah. He's got an entourage. Yeah. <laughs> gang of misfits. Right. All right. So let's pick it up. Kind of like our friend group. Yes. Soon another feast came around and Jesus was back in Jerusalem near the sheep gate in Jerusalem. There was a pool in Hebrew it was called Bethesda. So it had five alcoves, hundreds of sick people, blind, crippled, paralyzed. They're hanging out in these alcoves. One man who'd been an invalid there for 38 years, when he saw Jesus, when Jesus saw him stretched out by the pool and knew how long he'd been there, Jesus says to him, he reaches out to the guy and he says, do you want to get well? Let's not peek. What should that dude's answer have been? Yes. Right. (laughs) Hold on. (sighs) The sick man says, sir, when the water gets stirred up. So the story is once the pool gets stirred, the next person in is healed. So the water's calm, but once it's stirred up, the next person in receives healing from their ailment. Okay. Okay. Now this dude's been doing this for 38 years. Okay. It's not his first time at the pool. They lived longer back <laughs> then though. So. <laughs> so he's he's on his deathbed at this point. But so Jesus knows all this because he's Jesus. So the guy starts, look, when the water's stirred, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. And by the time I get there, somebody else is already in. Jesus says, get up. Take your bed roll and start walking. The man was healed on the spot. He picked up his bed roll and he walked off. This one fires me up. <laughs> Cause I just think about this guy, okay? It sucks this guy's, can I say he's a cripple or he's an invalid? What can I say? Yep, I, 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 right, I'm going to say invalid. Yep. Okay. It's what this, some scriptures say invalid. It's what they say. i so not trying to piss it. anybody off, be politically incorrect. He's a wheelchair bound person. I don't know, Yep. but he's, he's crippled. Okay. For 38 years, he's hanging out at the pool. Can't figure out how to roll himself into the pool when it's stirred up once. When Jesus approaches him, his first thing is excuses. Yeah, buts. Mm -hmm. Jesus asked him a pretty simple question. And I think it's one that's kind of posed to us time and again. Do you want to get well? And we hear that a lot and might not be phrased exactly that way. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important time when we're dealing with that question is when we're asking it of ourselves. And that's when we need to get pretty honest. Whatever it might be, do you want do you want that frog gone to go back to? Do you want to get well? Yeah, but the excuses start right away. The answer should just simply be yes. This dude's first words after an encounter with Christ, and he's heard of Jesus at this point because it's kind of a small community, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he's, he's words getting around. It's just not his first time strolling past the pool and it's tough to get in. I just, I can't, I can't with this guy. But Jesus had some patience with him. He approached, he he knew this about this guy. And he also knew what his answer was going to be. So we need to stop with the excuses. And I think God is speaking to us now, as he did 2000 plus years ago with this dude. And he's asking us if we want to get well, how would we answer? How will we answer? With all the reasons we can't make change, the blaming The refusing to operate in the extreme ownership? Or will we say with our actions that, yeah, we're ready to get going? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Freak yeah is kind of what I meant to say. Oh, okay. (laughs) More importantly, (laughs) though, (laughs) we need to ask ourselves, are we ready to do what it takes to get well? Are we going to roll our butts into the pool when it gets stirred up, so to speak? Or are we going to look for all the reasons why we can't? And you know what this guy saw every day for 38 years when the pool gets stirred? He watched other people going by him and jumping in there and getting healed. Mm-hmm. He saw other people taking action, willing to do things that are necessary to get into the pool. And they're all, they all, all have ailments as well, or they wouldn't be by the pool. So they're blind, they're, they're whatever. So he's not the only one with a problem. But he's, he's the one laying there with excuses, watching other people make life change. And that can be pretty depressing as well, I'm sure. We have to, if we're going to walk in full potential, be willing to do what that takes. That's how people who are serious about changing the trajectory, trajectory of their lives will answer. They're going to answer with yes. Then follow through with the guidance and direction that's provided you. Jesus said to that invalid, basically, pick up your mat and start walking. So what marching orders are we getting? Mm. Well, Jesus isn't walking around here with us. He's not gonna give me orders. He he kind of can. You can seek out those answers. You can do it in prayer. You could read the Bible and get something out of it. Seek out people you trust and mm-hmm. talk to them about it. What do you think about those two things? So we got control, stubbornness, and excuses, man. Are those detriments? Uh, I th- everybody's life would be better without them. Can you think of people that are in your life who have zero issues with either of
1: these things? Oh, 100%. That have no issue with them? Uh, oh, that don't have, the, as in... That don't struggle don't with struggle stubbornness with
0: or excuse. Oh, everybody does. I do. Oh, yeah. I mean, as I was putting this together, I thought, man. I got a ton of, and I've got a fairly disciplined life, right? I mean, I'm on the bell curve. I'm not a huge excuse guy. And, but you know what? I I found myself just the other day. I was having a conversation at home and I instantly, I had a question posed to me. I instantly start with excuses. (laughs) It also doesn't mean that that stuff, not necessarily true, right? But they can still be excuses, right? Yes. And, what I thought was what I'm saying is true. These are reasons why X isn't happening yet. But as we're spitting out the excuses, you know, what we're not discussing are solutions. Right. It's okay if we're not there, but what are we doing to get there? What's day one for you. That's good. Yeah. I like that. So, I think what would be cool is we want to get more engaged with the audience. And I want the audience to ask questions, to use some hashtags. Should we use hashtag frogs? Sure. The YouTube comments are a great place to put those. And I think what we want to do is, is we want to, we want to put together a show periodically. That's going to be a Q and a. And the first cue might be, why are you qualified to answer our questions, dude? Um, (laughs) Right. So here's the A. We're not. Yeah. (laughs) The answer is I'm going to give you my best answer and my best try. And what qualifies me is experience. I have, at 52 years old, lived a lot of different ways, so to speak. I've Mm -hmm. been through a lot of trials, I've been through challenges, loss, grief, addiction, freedom success, failure. I've been an entrepreneur. I've been an employee. I've been fired from jobs. I've been wealthy. I've been broke. I've been fat. I've been fit. I've run the gamut. I can do my best to answer your question. And here's one of two things are going to happen. If they ask a question of me and I answer it, one of two things will happen. They're going to get some real value from what I say, and it's going to change everything for their lives moving forward. Mm -hmm. Or they ain't. That's it. What are you out? Right. 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 Then if you're not if you get no value from it then you can just comment even further about what a fraud I am. And then we're going to have that show.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well, we're, 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 we're good with those Who's as this well. This guy. Um, well, are you? I mean the thing is is that with all of those life experiences I think that there's going to be value with you saying this is what I did. Yeah. This and this is this this is where I was. This is what I did yeah. and this was the result. Um, there's a lot of people out there, including myself that wa- would love that from multiple people for sure. Right. And, and, uh, and, you know, put it on the end of, and this is my opinion, why, it, why it, it failed or succeeded. Um, there's so many people out there that have that experience and we'd like to get that from them as well. And I'm not here to tell
0: anybody what they need to do. Right? You've got to live this way. Nope, you don't. But I think there's things that will help you live a more optimal life and as i'm trying to get better and i think hopefully the audience will pick up no matter if they're on episode one or they catch us in a, in a year from now i'm gonna be on a trajectory like this i'm determined mm-hmm. i am gonna be uh, getting super serious about fitness and health and i'm already pretty serious about it but i want to start doing some kind of next level ridiculous things <laughs> um that it's going to be fun to use the show for accountability because I'm going to probably say it into this microphone. And then if I don't follow through with this stuff, then. There you go. Eh.
1: That's my biggest regret about this show So now I have accountability. right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even if it's from, you know, the four or five people that listen to the show that we actually see face to face. Right. On a regular basis. Yeah, we're like, hey, how you doing? <laughs>
0: What do you think? We good there? You wanna finish I up? think so, I think that was great. Uh, so my, I'm gonna get off my, my normal can finish to the show, but I, I do wanna say thank you for everybody for, for checking us out. This means a lot. Bruce and I spend a lot of time making this happen, mostly Bruce. Um, I do self-fund this deal and I do that because I care. I wanna add value to people's lives and I want them to take it seriously and the responsibility for the growth of the show is with the audience. If there's a fair exchange here, if you've given us a little bit of your time and you've gotten value out of this in any form or fashion, share this with people that have benefited. Find the one person and share it. Subscribe on the platforms, like the videos, check them out. Have us be part of your conversation with coworkers and let's see what we can do to uh, to help everybody, as many as possible, become the optimized versions of themselves. Love that, that's all we got. Great.